Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When Arsenal knock, it's a different kind of knock. But when the postman knocked, I knew it was a big fat check for Raul. <laughs> oh, but not anymore. Nobody wants Raul. I, I cast aside. Uh, I am unemployable and everyone hates me. <laughs> Treacle? People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Hello, welcome to From Dial Square to Where. We should hopefully have uh, Chappers joining us very shortly. He's got his usual technical issues, unfortunately. But he's worth the wait, as we all know. But yeah, unfortunately, changed to the previously advertised uh, show. Um, Graham Ricks is unfortunately unwell today. So uh, get well soon, Graham. I'm sure I'll speak for everyone when we say that. And he'll yep. be back on again in a week or two. But... Uh, Really happy to have Richard with us again tonight from the Over and Over and Over Again channel. How are you, Richard? Yeah, not too bad at all. A little bit, um, you know, disappointed that we we can't see um, obviously Richie tonight, but um, I'm sure he'll be like you said, he'll be he'll be back soon. But yeah, no, I'm good. Looking forward to a good chat about our boys. Very much so, and thanks for that little musical interlude there, Melvin. I think it. Um, so that's the. Uh, might as well use that as the introduction. How are you, Melvin? <laughs> All right, thank you. A bit stressed about that going off. No, I'm fine, thanks. Fine. Oh, good, good. Don't worry, Great Graham to see you. I know. Oh, it is a shame. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, lots of stuff that we can get our teeth into, as always. Never a dull day, really, with Arsenal. And um, uh, I just we'll just have a quick uh, recap, really, on the last couple of games. I know everyone's been done them to death, but it's it's been a great week, really. Uh, two must win games and it shows a lot of character that from the players and the manager that will come through it again uh, and he's brought the team around to, to get two very positive results with two very different teams uh, two wins from those must win games so you, you really can't complain about that um, I mean Benfica one was a bit flying by the seat of your pants but again over the two legs I think we gave them all, all three goals I, I still don't think that you know, they, they actually fashioned a chance, did they, really, uh, Richard, over those two legs? So we did fully deserve to win, um, despite we, we the, the shortfallings a little bit. No, no, we, we did fully deserve to win. I mean, we were the better side in both games. But like you said, they didn't really offer a lot of an attacking threat, but yet they still scored three goals, which was a little bit worrying because we gifted them, all of them really, didn't we? Really poor defending, I suppose. But we did 
like you said, we scraped by that one. I was, you know, when we went 2-1 down in that second leg, um, I honestly couldn't see a way back for us. Um, so I was really, really impressed with the spirit that we showed, actually, because, you know, I was saying um, just a few days before that, you know, we don't score late goals. We very rarely come back from behind. These have been traits commonly under since Arteta's been um, at the club. So I was really concerned when we was behind. But, you know, fair play to the, to the team. You know, they, they dug in and came back. Yes, it, we left it late, but we got there. And I suppose that's when you're in a cup competition, it doesn't matter how you play. What matters is the result and going through. And mm. I don't care if we play terrible against Olympiacos in both games. If we get through, then that's all that matters and we move on. And that's what, what the important thing is. Yes, you know, we were a better team in them two games, but we came within, what, two minutes of being knocked out. So it doesn't matter if you're the better team in the cup, does it? It matters about yeah, absolutely. going through. Luckily, we dug deep and managed to, against the odds maybe in a way in that last 25 minutes of that game, we did manage to turn it around and get through and it was great. And let's hope yeah. that... Certainly, the the um, the response again on on, Saturday, on Sunday kind of maybe that Benfica game has been a, a real turning point for the for the season maybe um, mm. because th- that was a sort of thing that we'd been lacking. I think you know usually we've gone behind and we've not even mounted a comeback, let alone look like coming back into a game. And we did that, and then maybe that's been a turning point, and maybe we've turned a corner a little bit. Let's see. I mean, it, you know, it's still early days from that point, but. We've got a lot of big games coming up. We're going to need that spirit and we're going to need that um, that determination and that sort of, you know, passion to win a game, which has been lacking too too many times. But the last couple of games have been massive, a massive change in that now. And I say, let's hope that the, the pennies now drop with some of these players and we can push on from here and have a good end to the season. And maybe things might not look quite so bad uh, at, when it comes to May, you know, hopefully. But we'll see. Still, still a long way to go yeah. here. You know, but yeah, I think, I, think I, I think that Melvin is what I was most happy about was showing the resolve to come back because we haven't done that so often lately, and to do it like Richard said uh, with an 87th minute winner, which was a lovely goal again. Um, you know, showing the absolute class of, of Bukayo Saka. I mean, where do we start with that kid? Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the actual fact that we came back was you know so late and showed that character was what I was most happy with. I don't know about you. Definitely. I mean, like Richard, like we all agree. I mean, what's happened to the last 10 minutes of a game when we put a team under pressure? I mean, we've let in goals in the first minute and done nothing for the other 89. You know, I remember years, you like going to the Emirates, going to Highbury. You're 1-0 down. You think you've got a great chance still to get something back because you know the last five or 10 minutes, we were going to throw the kitchen sink at them. Even if we're not mm. playing particularly well, we're going to, you know, throw on a come in and if you jostled about, we might nick something or a corner. But the larger say, since under under Arteta, that hasn't happened. And that's turned the corner. But what I was happy about as well, just leading on to the um, game on, on Sunday, was um, the uh, Leicester game, sorry, was that for once, we've actually looked like we've got a squad. Because you changed the team and they did all right. Normally, when we play a weakened team, we really do look like a weakened team. Where on against Leicester, we didn't look like we had a weakened team. We looked like we had... Or seven or six different players that we were still up to that standard. You know, we didn't have Saka playing, mm. didn't have a couple of others playing. And it, it, it shocked me because I said before, a few weeks ago, we've got, we've got our first 12 or 13 players and the rest are B-team players. And yet it didn't seem to work. It worked for us well on, on, on against Leicester. And I was so happy to think, right, we're under pressure now. We can actually make a few changes and get through it. So that really made me happy. 
I couldn't agree more. I mean, Richard, I mean, what you have to say as well, I mean, what, I said about Saka just a minute ago, and we'll, we'll come on to Saka a bit later, but I mean, Kieran Tierney, as uh, the Weldy Podcast has just put a comment in, thanks for ever so much for watching. He says, uh, someone like Tierney does help with showing passion and desire. Love to see him captain one day. And uh, Well, again, couldn't agree more. Tierney was just incredible. That goal was... Uh, I've heard it said on other podcasts, but I couldn't describe it better myself. It was an angry goal, wasn't it? <laughs> when the way he took that that, that strike yeah. against uh, Benfica, he just—it was literally like, you know, just fuck this. Yeah, we, I'm not going out like this, and just took mm. it upon himself. And it's not the first time he's done it. I mean, it was a very angry goal against West Brom uh, not long ago in the snow, wasn't it? As well, we just lashed it. But I, I honestly, I mean, apart from Tierney, I thought that we, like, like Melvin said, uh, against uh, Leicester. I didn't. There were some decisions, right, that I found really odd because the fact that um, Willian played to start off with, I, I wasn't happy about him being named in the starting lineup over Martinelli. But also the fact that he was on the left and Pepe was on the right was odd yeah, to me because he's a, yeah. he's a right winger, Willian, and, and Pepe's been doing brilliantly on the left. So I thought, what's that all about as well? But at the end of the day, he. <laughs> it certainly paid off, didn't it? I mean, it was. I mean, I think everyone showed that little bit of extra determination against Leicester. What no, did, it is, isn't it? I mean, the performance against Leicester for me was. I mean, I said it in my um, my review video the other day that I think that was our best Premier League performance of the season. Actually, in fact, it's one of the best since Arteta has been in charge. You know, mm. going back to the very first couple of games when we were good under Arteta, but. For me, that's one of the best performances that we've produced in the Premier League. Yes, Leicester have got injury problems. They wasn't at their best. But we played really well in that game, apart from the first five or ten minutes. And, yeah, certain players who maybe have been criticised a lot, Pepe, Willian, as you mentioned, um, stepped up and produced match-winning performances, those two did. You know, and El Nene and Xhaka in midfield has never worked really previously. And it worked yeah. in that game to, to a degree. Um, we kind of was on top of midfield in that game, which I was surprised about again. So... I like being surprised when it's that way round. When you're not, I mean, when I saw the team, I was like, "This is asking for trouble against a team like Leicester," but it worked. Mm. So, you know, a fair play to Arteta for for picking that team and, and performing like they did, but also for the players for stepping up because there's a few players that I was shaking my head at, thinking, "What on earth is going on?" But they all stepped up. I mean, William and Pepe. That's both of their, their them two. Both had their best games for Arsenal in the same game. And it, that was why we won that game, I think, because those two really stepped up and produced. They've got to do it consistently now, haven't they? It's no good just doing it once in a while. Pepe's been getting a lot more consistent in his recent performances, which is good. Willian's now got to do that as well. That was a Chelsea performance from Willian, and we, we've not seen that before. But now we need to see another five, six, seven of those in the next few games, you know, because he, he's probably going to get picked a lot more now, though, isn't he? That's the only downside to it, I suppose. He played well, so he's going to stay in the team. But if he does stay in the team, he's got to produce those sort of performances again and again and again and keep keep that level up now because that he set the standard for that now. He, he did it against Fulham first game and we thought, well, not done it since. So now he's done it again. No. He's, he's got to reproduce that now on Saturday in the Europa League. Every time he plays, he's got to at least show that same desire and that same determination. And that's the, that's the main thing, isn't it? Not everybody's going to play well every game, but doesn't matter. If they give 100% and they try, they give everything they've got, they leave it all on the pitch, 
you can't really have any complaints. And Willian did that on, on Sunday, and that's the first yeah. time he's done it this season. And I've got no complaints with that. I, I want to see that from everyone. So, Absolutely. and Pepe gave everything in that game, he left everything out there. A lot of them did, most of them did actually. And that's, you know, that's all we want to see. You know, we know where we are. We're not going to win the league with this squad. We, you know, we're not going to finish in the top four. But all we want to see is just the players giving 100% when they're out there. And we will win a lot of games. And then you never know where we might end up. But that's all you want to see. And that, for me, on the Sunday, was it was great to see that, actually, because it, we haven't seen enough of it over the last Definitely. year or so. And it was Definitely. really refreshing. But it needs to be. It doesn't, it doesn't, it shouldn't be a one-off now. It needs to be a, a, not every game, obviously. You're not going to play like it every week, but it needs to be consistent now. We need to be doing this on a regular basis. And then we're going to not be far away, are we, from where we want to be? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, is that the world, the worldy podcast? Uh, I'll come to you actually on this one, Melvin, as well as put another, uh, comment in there saying it's really hard to pick the team for the game against Burnley. Do you play Willian, Saka, Pepe, Alba, etc.? I mean, after that performance, I it's going to be a bit, a bit of a difficult one to choose. But I think after a six-day gap, you've got to play your strongest eleven, haven't you? And um, you've got to go back to Saka. You can't obviously, unfortunately, use uh, ESR because he's injured, but only for the one game, thankfully. Um, That's great news. That seems like. Very good news. So we've got Odegaard to come and step in, who I'm really impressed with, actually. Um, So, yeah, it's a difficult one. But I think the the character shown, like you you touched on, and Richard's obviously touched on, was really, really impressive for me. And do you think... I know that that when when all this good form started off, it, it was... I think it was just just before Christmas, wasn't it? Or was it just after that Chelsea game? Mm, it, the first one. It was, yeah, Boxing Day. Mm. So it's funny, though, because it's no coincidence, really, that during that sort of January window, all of the, the what you call bad eggs left the club. And we started to see a difference in the determination uh, and, the, and the character of the players that are now left at London Colney, aren't we? I don't think it's a, a sort of a, you know, a coincidence there. Probably not. No, probably not. When it comes to Flyers first or William, I think I've heard rumours that he had a Chelsea shirt underneath the Arsenal shirt. That's why he played so well the other day. <laughs> Long may that last. Anyway, he's got his Chelsea can shirt. I just very, <laughs> can I just very, very quickly just jump in there? And Did you hear Martin Keown's comment about Willian? He no. said, he said he was so desperate to not leave Chelsea, he really wanted to stay at Chelsea, that he was in, he's, for the first part of his Arsenal career, he's been in mourning. What? And he said that's, he said that's not unusual. Did you hear him say that in commentary? No, I did. No, I didn't hear that, no. You've no, got to listen, listen to it back. He actually said he's been, he was in mourning because he was that upset about having to leave Chelsea. Do me a favour. He had an offer for Chelsea. Who's that upset? Yeah. He would have signed a two-year deal instead of a three-year deal. <laughs> totally so agree. Rubbish. That all right? Totally agree. Anyway, I, I jumped in. Sorry, I, I jumped in there. So carry on. No, what was nice about William? He actually, I'm not a man for stats. No, I never count things or look them up. Seriously, I just see, think you might, mm. you know, look at things and try and remember them. But for the first time, I think he actually went past people with the ball. I, ain't seen him, I don't think I've ever seen him do that. Someone will put me down and go, "No, he's done that." I cannot remember. Him getting the ball and actually going past someone. He's tried a couple of passes, mostly sideways or back, but he's never, in my opinion, in an Arsenal shirt gone past someone. And he did that a couple of times. And that's showing confidence. And also, he was showing a little bit of speed, which 
I was very worried about. When he's passing the ball all the time, and you're thinking, oh, he's obviously doing that because to compensate, he's lost a little bit and he realises it. For him to get the confidence to actually go past players shows A, he's got the confidence and B, he's got the speed. And also, when that team came out, Richard, like you, and probably you, Andrew, I'm going, why? 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 But I'll tell you something, I was so happy to be wrong. I was totally wrong. And I was so happy. I want to be wrong like that every time. You know what I mean? Because it it was, you know, I I don't want to be proved right because and we get beat. No, I want us to win. And to see Mm. us have a performance like that and think, see, Melbourne, perhaps you don't know everything. Well, I never thought I did. But, you know, just to... Oh, come on, Melbourne. Have a bit of confidence. Have a bit of confidence in yourself. Of course you do. I'll put my Arsenal shirt on. No. (laughs) to, 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 To actually see. And also, not only gives, you know... What's so good about it as well, you're getting a little bit of confidence now more in the manager. From from thinking, it's like, what's he doing that for? You get negative vibes. Whether you love or whatever, Arteta, you're thinking, oh, I don't know, but I can't actually get on his page at the moment. But after that a performance and result, you're thinking, perhaps he does know more than we think he knows. And there's yeah. reasons why yeah. he's done other things before. So as Richard said, let's see how we go. This might be the start. And if it is, we'll all be very happy. I'm feeling more and more confident about Arteta, uh, the way that he's overcoming these real issues that we've had, the slump in form, the the fact that he's been able to rise, uh, raise the team up for these two must-win games. Because let's face it, if we lost these last two games, our season is over already. So mm. the way he gets us up and, and changes uh, the, the the form when, when he needs to, I, I've had more confidence in him uh, uh, since then as well. But I just want to... Um, Move on to this one other. We'll get this just sort of quickly um, talked about. Uh, the Worldly Podcast. Uh, we're going to come back to your question, Shane, uh, about, um, well, it's not really a question, but the comment about Cedric has been helping Pepe improve as well, uh, working with him. I think that's a very, very good point. Um, but the Worldly Podcast has brought up the big news this week, which is Arteta being the number one target for the Barca job. I... I don't think that that's the case personally. I think it's. Um, I think he's he's on he's on a list. But this is my t- just quick two penneth, and I'll go to you uh, on it, Rich. But if any, if if he was going to take that Barca job now, I honestly think that he would need to be locked up in some kind of mental asylum. The the, the state of that club at the moment, and he, he will be the manager that uh, has to take on Barcelona without. Messi, uh, there's no way Messi will be staying there after this summer. I don't, honestly don't, can't see it. The fact that they they owe over a billion quid, and it'll be the it'll be the a chalice billion. of death. A billion, a billion quid, oh. yeah. And they will be bank, they'll be bankrupt if it wasn't for the fact that they're um, basically the government uh, over there is completely going to be stopping them from going bankrupt. Um, but we'll, we'll gloss over that situation. But to be that'll be the biggest poison chalice of all time. No doubt he'll be their manager at some point in the future. But now, no chance whatsoever, in my opinion. I don't know what you think about that. I mean, at, at the moment, all we've got memories. There's elections at Barcelona going on, isn't there, behind the scenes? And mm-hmm. whenever there's elections, they you know, it's like any election, isn't it? Whoever's whoever wants to get voted just pushes themselves up. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. But most of the time, it's just waffle. So, first of all, I don't necessarily believe that Arteta's in the running. But then on the other side of that, he could be. He's a Barcelona boy. He came through their system, didn't he? So, 
him actually getting the opportunity to manage the club, whatever the state they're in, I think he would be definitely tempted. Whether it's now or later on, we don't know. But do those opportunities come along very often? If he was offered it now, or say at the end of the season, as a Barcelona boy, he's going to be tempted. I don't think there's any question about that. And also, let's face it, as you said there, they've got money issues. So they would, they would Barcelona probably looking at it thinking, well, he's a cheap option. He was a cheap option for Arsenal. He'd be a cheap option for us. He's a decent coach. He's, he, 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 knows the, he knows the area. So I, I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think it's actually a real rumour. But if it was, I can see the temptation for, for Arteta and I can see the, the, uh, the temptation for Barcelona in the situation that they're in as well. So, um, I, I don't know. We'll have to see about that. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if he gets the offer, won't it, in the summer and see what he wants to do if, if that doesn't happen. I don't think it will, but let's see. No. I don't know whether you listen to or watch the, um, the Charles Watts uh, YouTube channel at all, but um, he yeah. put out a video today about, about that situation and he's got, um, you know, a couple of contacts, very good contacts in his words, especially one... That is his colleague Gadol as well, who uh, is a Spanish uh, football specialist, and basically poo-pooed the uh, the whole thing. And just, I'll just urge you to go, and, uh, everyone watching and listening, just to uh, watch that video, basically. And I think it will just put your mind at rest that, that he he's probably part of a long list, but he's not definitely not going to be the first choice. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but I personally think that. I just think that it'd be the wrong time for him to to go in there because the, there's no way that they'll be able to spend the money that they used to. Uh, football with Brownie, hi, thanks for watching, Go. And he's well, put, I mean, yeah, will, you, will you ever get the chance again? That's what I mean. If he doesn't take of course it now, he he's, he's only going to get better and better, in my opinion. But it, true, that's but I would think he's only going to get become a better and better manager. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's the point. I don't think Barcelona will want him. Because he's not a proven manager. They need, they're in a situation they cannot afford to wait three or four years till Arteta no. gets to where they want him to be. They can't take on a rookie manager, Barcelona. They can't afford it. They want success now. So I doubt that very much. Going no, exactly. forward, yeah, at the moment, I think that's a no go. Football with Brownies put absolutely incorrect because the Spanish government back Real and hate Barcelona. It's not the Spanish government, it's the Catalan. Yeah, the, it's the Catalonia that I was on about uh, football with Brownie. Uh, they're the ones that help Barcelona and they will not let them go bankrupt, to put it that way. Um, he's put, he lives in Spain, a few, but it's the Catalonia who want, who want independence from the rest of Spain. Correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's that uh, part. They want independence. They got Nicola Sturgeon. The, the, the Catalan... The Catalan regional government are broke, and that's probably because of Barcelona. Uh, anyway. um, so, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that, really. I don't, we, there's not much more to go on. It's it's a purely a rumour, and, well, personally, I hope that he doesn't go, because I think uh, we've got big you know, big things ahead uh, with him over the next two or three seasons, fingers crossed. Anyway, but moving forward, and we touched on it earlier, and, um, and I'll... Just go to you on it, Melvin, again, so just a bit more detail about the the Burnley game coming up. Now, obviously, there's a few players that really played themselves back into contention against Leicester. And we've had a you know a decent break between matches for once. Um, six days, I believe. Um, so what, what would your thoughts be? Because 
I, personally, I think that he will go back to the first, what he classes as the first choice 11 with this one, bringing people back, obviously like Saka, shame about ESR, like I said. But what would your thoughts be on that? Uh, if you were Mikel Arteta, who you'd pick for the match? Because obviously we've got the right-back issue as well, Bellerin versus uh, right. Cedric as well. well. As far as I'm concerned, I'll keep that the back four. I thought Mari doesn't deserve to get dropped, or he's not rested because he's only played one game. But every t- he's putting a decent performance every time he puts a shirt on for us. You know, he's a bit of height there, and he calms things down. He's got he's got a very good football brain. I'd definitely keep him in Ashley Tierney. I'd obviously keep Cedric at right back and David Luiz. I think that is you can't change that. And if you can, yeah. I don't like this situation where you... I can understand sometimes changing the midfield or forwards because they're on the go the whole time. They use up so much energy compared to a defender. Defenders, I think, you can afford to, to play the same defenders longer than the rest of the team. And you want the defenders to get to know each other. I mean, how many times did I have to... Under Graham, did ask the same defence every single week? And they were basically one unit. And that's what we want. So I'd keep the same de- defence. Um, the midfield... Jacko will have to be in it because he did play well. As you know, I'm not a fan, but he did play well. Yeah. And with him, against against Burnley, it's a, out of the two, I mean, Partey, I'd love to have Partey. You know, he, he had a, cam, a bit of a cameo again, but he's class the guy. Let him start, see how long he goes. You know, he, he must know his body by now, whether he's good enough to play 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Give it, you know, start with him up front. It's nice to have uh, a problem, isn't there, who you want to play. Oh, definitely. You know, so, you know, the, the front the front four, if you like, Saka has got to be in it. Abamyang has got to be in it. I, I'm ashamed about Lacazette because he did play very well. So what do you do with Lacazette? I suppose Abamyang's got to play, I suppose. And then yeah. you have um, Odegaard, Odegaard, and who else? One more. Could you play? Pepe. You you got, play? You've got Pepe. You've got Pepe. You've got to play Pepe. I mean, you know, keeps, don't keep chopping and changing. Play Pepe and it does not work, then you bring Lacazette off and you move a Bamiang wide. If Pepe, you know, after 10 minutes, if Pepe's going to have one of those yeah. games on. So if it's not working out after a half an hour or half time, then you can make that switch. But that's the team I would go for anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I would probably have Pepe just drop in for Smith Rowe, who was been playing on the left, hasn't he? So well, I think it should thing, be a straight yeah. swap, personally. And then Odegaard, number 10, Saka on the right. Yeah, uh, Bamiyang through the middle, and I think I, I do feel thing. sorry. I honestly do feel sorry for Lacazette, but at the end of the day, you've got to think about what's good for Arsenal at the moment. And I think what's more important than anything is getting a tune out of Bamiyang consistently through the middle because he Lacazette's going to be off in the summer, and the sooner we can get um, you know Bamiyang properly. You know, used to playing through the middle, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Do you think and it's strange though? How Eddie hasn't been even talked about the yeah. last four or five weeks. All, he was the he was the one he was the go-to centre forward a few weeks ago, if you remember. And now There's we don't. Good, he's forgotten he's in the yeah. squad. There's a good article on our, on the Ask Blog uh, website about that. I think it was today or yesterday, and um, from Andrew Allen. I'll have a read of that because it's quite interesting, and it's. Um, Mikel Arteta talking about uh, Nketiah and basically he feels guilty. He feels sorry that he's not being able to include him. But we've got a fit squad, touch wood, for the first time in ages with some good you know, options up front and we can't afford to be messing about. 
and I think he should have gone out on loan, 100%. He, he needs first-team football now more than ever, and that's a mistake. Yeah. And I think uh, Mikel Arteta is, uh, is honest enough to say that he feels guilty about that, and he, he should he basically made a mistake. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is odd. But I suppose what can you do when we've got everyone's fit up front? <laughs> it's an unusual situation, isn't it? Really. Nice. But personally, nice. I do think we need to start moving away from Lacazette, however hard it, and I'm, you know, it's a shame for him because he's been playing really well this year. I, I just think we need to start making that break uh, because it, the sooner we do it, the better really. We've got all the money and the, the, the time invested in Aubameyang and he needs to be the guy down the middle because I, the longer you persevere with him on the left, as his age is progressing, I think it'd be the worst for the, the team long term. You can't have him bombing up and down the left wing, helping out the left back. At his age, when he's getting getting on a bit more, he needs to be, you know, his legs need to have le- less work during the game. Um, Especially with Odegaard behind him, pushing those yeah. balls through. Oh, yeah, that's, without a doubt. That's why without you've got doubt. to play him in the middle. The without team, a doubt, yeah. Why. He is uh, very, very similar to Mark, to Mesut Ozil, I, I think, isn't he? Um, in his style of play, Odegaard. What's your thoughts, Richard, on, on um, the Burnley match? What would you do? And what do you think he will do? I mean, it's, it's quite interesting because obviously we've got the Europa League next week, haven't we? The first leg of the Olympiacos game and then we've got the North London derby and then the second leg of Olympiacos. So we've got um, a lot of big games coming up and I do think he's going to maybe rotate a little bit in this game. Probably not too much, but, you know, obviously the, the, the two teams that, that you've picked, neither of them, you haven't got Willian in it and he was man of the match last week probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is and, it, this is it. Arteta was picking him when he was playing terrible. So, is he going to leave him out now he's played well? I don't think he will. I actually think he might rest Saka again. I think he might leave Saka out and put Willian on, on, or maybe Pepe on the right and Willian on the left again. I think he might stick with that because maybe give them another game. I think, obviously, Odegaard's going to come in for Smith-Rowe. I think Aubameyang will start through the middle because he is our number one striker. And although he's had a poor season, he is still our number one striker. He has scored five in his last four games. So you've got to, you know, play him, I suppose. And I think Partey will come in midfield, actually, instead of El Nenny. I think he needs the minutes. He needs he needs a start. So I'll bring him in. And I thought the back four that started at, on uh, Sunday is our best back four anyway. We have not, we've not played it yet this season, but I actually think it's our best back four. Cedric's our yeah. best right back. Obviously, Tierney's our best left back, the only left back. And I think Louise and Mari are actually the best central defensive partnership that we've got. I think Gabriel's gone off the boil, whether it's because he's still young and still learning and he's maybe, you know, struggling in the second half of the season um, and holding, we know holding switches off. He's got concentration issues. So I think David Luiz and Mario are probably our best partnership, actually. I think they complement each other well. I think they've generally played well in the games they've played together. And yes, OK, we let in that soft goal against Leicester, but Mari recovered from that and was, was solid the rest of the game. And he has played well. Uh, and obviously, Leno being goal. So that, that would be the team I personally think he might go with. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, leaving out Saka, who's been absolutely brilliant. It's you know, but what do you do now? Because you can't really play. You can't play Saka, Willian, and Pepe. There's only two positions in the team up for grabs from those three players. And Willian and Pepe just played really well. And do you leave one of them out when their confidence has been shot before? Yeah. Um, whereas Saka, you could probably leave Saka out again, have him on the bench, and then he's not—it's not going to affect his confidence maybe for the Olympiacos game, where you probably will start. So, I, maybe sen- sensibly thinking that might be the way to go with it, perhaps. Yeah, but it's, it's, oh, it's, a, it's really it's interesting. 
it's a tough decision for Arteta to make, but he, he will know better who's training well and who maybe yeah. needs rest and who doesn't. But I think you've got to go with William and Pepe while they're playing well and they've got their confidence up. Keep them playing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a game. real tough decision, honestly. Yeah, it is. It'll be it very interesting decision. to see what he does. Yeah, with the Saka situation, I think you're right, and I think another reason why we shouldn't play him because teams like Burnley, not to put a fine point on <laughs> it, will kick shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. <laughs> and I'd rather he doesn't play against him like to start with. Even like, if he comes on with 20 minutes to go, it, he, you know, they ain't going to bother because it's like they're knackered and we just get on with it. But to start of the game, the left back will probably want to show his boss, and he, and he he gets a lot of stick without any protection from the refs and our own players. And it was nice to see us yeah. going around a referee the other day for the first time. Yeah, and we should do that more when Saka gets upended. You know, we all get, I don't mind getting fouled, but he gets the nasty ones as well. And I think we yeah. all would like have a little go at the ref as well. Go around. And what's going on? Just to put it, plant it in the referee's mind. Well, Pepe. It, to be fair to the lad, he, he, he just gets up, doesn't he? he just gets on with it. He yeah, never he rolls on, around yeah. and screams and shouts and anything. He's a real tough cookie, and but and he's not a cheat, is he? He just. No. I think if he if was a bit more like that, he'd get a bit more, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, it's just sometimes it doesn't pay to be an honest player, does it, you know? That's the problem. But um, Football with Brownies basically saying about, uh, you know, about the Catalan regional government broke. It's because the Spanish government have withdrawn Spanish companies like banks, car manufacturers, etc. out of Catalonia because the nationalists have been kicking off and Spanish banking headquarters like uh, Blanco, Sabadell, etc. are in Catalonia, but they're no more. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to keep your keep your eye on that Barcelona situation because if they do struggle with getting any sort of um, extra input, uh, you know, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there because they're mm. in so much trouble. So much trouble. Uh, you think it seemed like Barcelona... Lose Messi. I mean, what's oh. their ground hold? 80,000, is it, or something? The, the ground yeah. there? Yeah. You know, the success they've had, what, I mean, what they've done, they've spent, they're like, to a degree, they've spent so badly over the last five or ten years. Because, I mean, a lot of their players used to come through the, through the youth team, didn't they? You think of the great team, all the great players that have come yeah. through the youth team. All of a sudden, they're playing like 100 million for this geezer, 100 million for that geezer. Who's the one, the French guy up front? They bought. Dembele. Dembele. No, the little guy. Oh, of, um, as a hairband. Yeah, I know. Well, what's his name? Gone out of my head. He, he played for a German team. No, he went. He came from uh, Athletic Athletic Madrid. Madrid. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, came, some, yes. A stupid amount of money for him. I think it was over a hundred actually. And he's like, just yeah, okay, you know, never done exactly. it. And they had a no. lot of mistakes like that. So. Even to be a billion pound in debt, where's it all gone? They haven't spent a billion pound on players. Mm. I don't get it. I'm sorry, I don't get it. No, I don't either. Uh, they've made uh, they're really paying for. I mean, they've, they've made transfers years ago that they still haven't made payments on to the clubs that they bought the players from. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I've listened to an awful lot of uh, Spanish podcasts and read you know a lot of articles about it, and there's a lot of trouble there. You know, real trouble, and obviously. The, all the um, arrests uh, happened this week. I mean, just keep your eye on it. Something's going to happen there. Something smells there, doesn't it? Something does Very smell. much so. Very much so. Um, now I'm just going to I'm going to come on to the a question shortly about. That's it. Thank you, Shane Griezmann, Antoine Griezmann. That's it. Uh, I'm going to come on to the uh, 
question you put in there the worldy podcast what where do you think we need to strengthen um in the summer um but i think first off just going to touch on the uh draw in the europa league we've obviously mentioned it before the olympiacos tie and it's no uh <laughs> no surprise that we've drawn them after what happened last season but i think i i think what if we've learned anything that about that uh, being knocked out that is that we should never have been knocked out last season. We are much better than them and we've just got to make sure we do the job professionally and properly this year. I think it's a fairly good draw, actually, personally. I don't know what you think, guys. I mean, Melvin, go to you first. Uh, what, what what do you think about the draw, Olympiacos, when you, when you first heard that we'd drawn them? Your first reaction is, oh, bloody hell, them again. But when you think about it, if we can't beat teams like that, we don't deserve to go through to the next round. We're a bigger club exactly, than them. Yeah. We're, we're a better football team than them. And really, we got beat because of a, a very bad goalkeeping decision. Apart from that, we had every... You know, and also, we had a bad miss by Aubameyang. But we, it looked like we were going through without that, that last-minute goal that we should never have given away. That was just... It was... These goalkeepers now, they're not footballers. They're goalkeepers. Do not yeah. tell me a goalkeeper's a footballer. And when they try it... The risk-reward, in my opinion, is not worth it. You might look good, you make the centre-forward turn the wrong way and flick it round in. Yeah, all right, you don't get any goals for that, but you're letting goals when you make mistakes and try and do it. Yeah. And I think too many goalkeepers, especially the Premier, are trying to be footballers. You've got one or two, the, the Man City and the Liverpool guy, they've come unstuck, right? They've come unstuck. You don't really want that. And so I, I, it was basically, I think it's a very, very good draw. Excellent draw. Yeah, I do as well. And whilst you were talking, Lee Judges Hello. has popped up. How are you, Lee? You're right. Good evening, guys. Good Sorry, evening. Sorry, I'm late. Up. I didn't even know there was a link. I, you put a message here, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't have a look on Twitter and all that, and then I just see it, and so I thought, oh, blimey, like that, mate. So uh, no I problem thought, at all, mate. I thought no I'd jump problem. on yeah, that a little bit. It's a shame that we uh, we haven't got uh, Graham on with this today. Going to be coming on again very. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, but he's ill at the moment in bed, so our best goes out to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a shame that he he hasn't been able to join us. But just to quickly, I'll come to you in a second, Lee. But a um, couple more comments. Couple more comments in saying that none of the one point one billion pounds, uh, well, euros, I should imagine, a debt that Barcelona really is COVID related. So that's before COVID, the one point one billion debts. 140 million is still outstanding from pre- previous transfers, including 40 million due to Liverpool for Coutinho. And how long, how many years ago was that? Oh. It's just a joke. That was pre decimisation, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. I'll it's still um, playing when, when that Coutinho deal was done. Mad. It really is. It's, it's honestly, if you look into it, listen to maybe a couple of the podcasts that are out there from the Spanish. It's really, really bad what's happening at, at Barcelona and it's going to be very interesting to see it unravel. And Football with Brownie uh, did a video about it a couple of weeks ago. Have a look on his YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe whilst you're, whilst you're there. Because um, obviously he's based in Spain. He knows a lot to what's going on there as well. And it's a great podcast. Right, Lee, what were your thoughts about... The Olympiacos draw when you first heard about it. Were you happy with it? or? Oh, do you know what? I'm going to say this now. Couldn't care less. I was just so pleased to be in the bleeding draw after Thursday. Oh, uh, mate, that, yeah. That was, that was it. Uh, the emotions of that game was just incredible. I, I, I lost it. I was 
gone. Yeah, me too. Finished with Arteta. I was, you know, I mean, I had to. I was doing it. You know, the watch line. I had to come off of it because I was. I, I was going to say something. I was going to regret. I, he was gone. He was fit. Yeah. And, and it weren't just. Um, it just. It wasn't just the, the result that was going because I, you know. Before that, I was thinking, well, it ain't really his fault. It ain't his fault that Danny Sabias had a, had a, uh, uh, I don't know what he had, a lapse of concentration or whatever. He shouldn't have been that? in that position on his own. No, he shouldn't have been, but, but he was. No, and, it it and, was and a poor was, mistake, but yeah, yeah. He was experienced enough to know not to do that. But anyway, he done it. And it was then, you know, right, let's get Martinelli, let's get Pepe. And on comes oh, out. mate. And I'll tell you that, I, I absolutely lost it from that. So did I, so did I, mate. I've spoken to a lot of Arsenal fans, you know what I mean? People were, you know, turning the telly off. I never see Arsenal getting two goals from that game. I couldn't see it happening. I couldn't see it happening. And I'll tell you what, I come off down the and I, I was watching it downstairs and I you know when uh, Tierney scored, everybody liked to jump that. Oh, I just sat yeah. there. I didn't even go mad because I thought, it hey, don't matter. I'm okay, it don't matter. <laughs> then we're going to go out. Oh, we're going out on away goals without even playing away from home. I was just—I'd lost it for about fifteen minutes. You know what I mean? Like, and then I don't know how you guys feel. I don't know. You know, when we scored, I, I thought, "Wow, oh, it's going to VAR is going to come in." I just don't know. Yeah, VAR yeah. is coming in. Then when they yeah. give it, I said, "That's it. They're going to." They went down the other end, and they, they, you know. Typical Arsenal, they hit the post. I know, I think it was going to be offside and all that, but we should never have ever let them get in that position at the end of the day, you know what I mean? Anyway, from that, I've got to say, afterwards, I was like, what a way to win a game of football. It was yeah. fantastic when you won it, you know what I mean? So, Do you know what, though? Feeling the emotion was was just a great thing because how many how many matches have we watched lately that have just been dull as dishwater? Yeah, and, 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 uh, it's nice oh, to have that emotion for once. I was I was fuming uh, at yeah, one point. Yeah, I, I was criticising him. I was criticising him because if we've not, I, I can't remember last time when we was losing that he'd made some substitutions and won us the game, and all of a sudden he'd done that. We've got the the emotions of the game, and and I don't care what anybody says. Fantastic to to win the game, and I is it and I and as when I think about it, the Leicester game was such a much better performance in every shape or form. Brilliant, you know what I mean? Casually. Uh, sitting there enjoying the last twenty minutes, it never looked like we was going to lose the game, but you didn't have that that feeling of what you had on the Thursday, like going for those emotions. But oh, I don't want those emotions again. Oh, it was a, a nightmare. So, I, and I, I think at the end of the day, the draw was good for us. I felt that you know Olympiacos is one that we, listen. They only beat us last season. They didn't beat us last season. We beat ourselves. You know what I mean? Like you know, and and. I'll be honest. If we'd have lost to Benfica, they never beat us. They wouldn't. Have, it was no. It was us. You know what I mean. All so, three goals, wasn't it? All three yeah. goals were us. So yeah. I, I feel that we've got a good chance of beating them. And the draws kind just because Man United played AC Milan, so that knocks one of um, the big boys out. So hopefully, like Man United, go through in that one and then get Tottenham in the next round, and they knocks them out, and, and we just go through the back door. I think that's the way we've got to go, boys. If, if we're gonna, if we're gonna. Uh, Get get this, but the other thing is, I've got to say this: When was the last time Arsenal went to a top four team that was in the top four away from home and totally being comfort in the comfort zone? I had my mm. partner slippers on up with twenty minutes to go. It was fantastic, you know. What I mean, when was the last time that ever happened? So the two emotions of two games are unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was. It really was. It was the 
two must-win games and we, we won them both. And that says a lot, I, I, I think. I said about it earlier, Lee, that the character of the team is a lot better since we got rid yeah. of the so-called bad eggs in January. It's, I don't think it's any coincidence, personally, that um, we're seeing a difference already. Um, well, I think you got a little bit lucky with um, with the team in in the game against Chelsea um, at Christmas and and things happened there. And listen, I you know I'm I'm not I'm not proud to admit it. I'm not proud to say that you know people call me a flip flop, call me whatever you want. Like I'm I'm well and truly on the fence with Arteta. I don't know one minute I think that you know he's the right man for a job, another time I don't. And I'm totally at this moment in time sitting on the fence with him. I don't really know what way to to jump, if you'd be honest. So, um, but I, I think there has been a uh, much, much of improvement since Christmas. I have to say that, you know, there has been, a, but there's still those performances. And I know this sounds silly and, you know what I mean? Like I had to sit down when, when I spoke to Ty about this, because he come up with a, a, a logical answer. He said, Arsenal, um, Play good foot, play really well when the pressure's off, when when you when they're not expected to win, and you know like that game against Leicester proved that. But when the the expectations on there and, and the expectation to win a game, pressure's on like the Benfica game. That's the performance you get from Arsenal at the moment, and that's got to change, boys. That has got to change. We've got to be able to find a way of playing under pressure. Yeah, but I mean the fact that we won it is it just. The fact that we won, let's scored a goal in the last two minutes or three minutes. That's a step forward. Because when yeah. was the last time we done that? When, we, when was the last time we got a last minute goal? I mean, like the last one I can think of was the Sheffield United in the FA Cup last season. West when Ceballos got a last minute West, goal. West Ham at home this season. Yeah, Eddie got one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was a, yeah. That's another yeah, one. Like, but yeah. I mean, the cup competitions. I, I just fancy us in cup competitions. I think he's. Uh, Anyway, we'll have to wait and see, but I, th- I think it's a good draw. I think it's um, there's no doubt we're going to learn from last season. Um, I just hope, like you said, Lee, I hope that we don't draw. <laughs> I just hope we don't draw Tottenham in the next round if we go through. I just, if we're going to get them at all, let's let it be the, the final. That would be amazing. I think that would be incredible. Tottenham. No, I'd rather oh, play him next round. Oh yeah. No, no let's just play Let's just, oh, mate, just beat them. Let's just beat yeah. them. Whenever we get them, let's just beat them. They're rubbish at the moment. Don't you think it must be so sweet now. to beat them in the final? That'd be incredible. Oh, no, 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 my heart wouldn't take that. I'm too old. Beat them anyone. Beat them. Don't matter when. As soon as possible, just get them out of the way. Get them in a semi-final. Get them. Look, listen. If we get them next round, we get them next round. We got, exactly. we, you know, we've got to take them on, and, and we've got to beat yeah. them. Like, you know what I mean? So, listen, Arsenal can beat anybody on their day. Let's let's not get that. Let's get that right. I I I heard this question on another podcast, right? And it's a it's a bit of a random one, but what would you prefer to beat Tottenham um, next week or go out against Olympiacos? And if you beat Tottenham, that was it. If you beat Tottenham, we finish above them this season. Or, or go through against Olympiacos. Yeah, with no with no guarantee of winning the trophy. Just go through against Olympiacos, or beat Tottenham and guarantee to win. Guarantee to finish above them. Obviously, this season. going through against Olympiacos because we're more important than Tottenham. I don't care about them. 
I'm not bothered. Yeah, exactly. What I care about is us pro progressing this season. For me, yeah. the only way we're going to progress is to is to carry on in the Europa League. We can lose to Tottenham, I don't care. They can finish above us, I don't care. If we win the Europa League, it won't matter, will it? But if we get knocked yeah. out of the Europa League, finishing above Tottenham is going to mean nothing. If we finish eighth and they finish ninth, I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Olympiacos all day long for me. That's they're the two most important games we've got now this season. Yeah. Until we until we get through them, hopefully we'll have another two afterwards in the next yeah. round. But yeah. totally agree. Yeah, really, those two games now we need to focus on that. Yes, be lovely to beat Tottenham as well, wouldn't it? Let's let's get it right. But if we had to choose, obviously Olympiacos all day long. Yeah, it's no it's no argument at all from me. I just no. I just can't believe anyone would go the other way. Really, I mean, no. they're as far as I'm concerned, they are an irrelevant team. But it, I mean. It'd just be well, lovely to... No, they're not irrelevant. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I want us to come above them. I, I, I'm going to be of honest. Course. I mean, like, yeah. I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. But the fact of the matter is, as, as Richard says, there, there's the two most important games, Olympiacos. And, and it's changed now, the bloody dimensions of that game. With one of them uh, not having to go to Croatia like while we're in Greece. Mm. I thought that, that was even, at least that was even. So all of a sudden, they've got the little slight advantage, if I'll be honest, where they've got to... I uh, uh, haven't got to travel where we have. So, at the end of the day, look, if, if so, I think a better question, let's win the Europa League and, and I'll, 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 I'll suffer them going up, keeping the bubbles if that's the case. I'll, I'll tell you them. what, yeah. honestly, and this is the, the way I feel, if we win the Europa League, I think it'd be right up there of one of the best moments, you know, of the Arsenal. I mean, We've, got, we've obviously all been through like the uh, the Invincibles and all that. We never thought we'd ever see anything like that again. But the way the situation we're in as a club right this moment to win the Europa League, and bearing in mind it'll be the first European competition we've won since '94, it'll be right up there as an achievement, I think, to actually get back into the Champions League by winning that this year. Oh, uh, the way things are going, oh, it'll be fantastic. Hmm. I'm 50. I'm not saying that, but I'm, uh, I, I, well, I'm of a certain age. And I've only seen Arsenal win the <laughs> European trophy. Yeah. In my I think, life. I think it'll be fantastic. Not good football club. Not, yeah. good, not good enough. At its, because of, um, it sounds stupid, but when we were the early 2000s, yeah, the early part of the Wenger era, we got used to it and we sort of almost took that for granted how good we were and we expected to win things. But at the moment, I'm not expecting us to win anything. So... The way I feel right now, if we won the Europa League, it'd be right up there at the top of you know of achievements in my life supporting Arsenal. I think at the moment because you were not expecting anything. You know, we're not good enough to win the Premier League or anything like that. So we're not expecting anything, and I, th I just think it'd be amazing. So just to, anything to win that competition would be great, uh, as far as I'm concerned this season. Uh, oh, hell, you got my drink flying then. Um, just to catch up on some of these. Um, Comments coming in, thank you. Uh, it's great to see you in the com in the comments, Stan. I haven't had a chat to you for ages. Let's come on again soon, Stan the man over from Vancouver. Um, thoughts on the Edward links? The Worldy Podcast said I was. I've been really confident about him. But I think we've been looking at him for at least two years, quite closely as a club. I've got I've got slight reservations now. Although he scored a lot of goals this season, I watched Celtic. Um, I can't remember who they were playing now. Just recently, within the last week or two on telly, and he looks really unfit. He looks massive. He looks like he's put on a load of weight. He didn't look like anywhere near the player that he was last season or the season before. But he's, he's still got a good record. Lockdown's done that to all of us, Andrew. Don't worry about it. Lockdown's done it to all of us. 
if you're a professional <laughs> footballer, mate, hey, uh, you know, you've got a bit of better standards than me and you and uh, everyone else. But I wasn't that impressed. Um, and I've, I've watched Celtic three or four times this year. And he's got about 20 odd goals, though. So it's a, it, but it's a, we all know it's a bit of a low standard division. But I, think, I wasn't that impressed with him. And I always have been previously. I mean, I think there's a few better players out there at the moment. But I, I always think our chances of getting him are quite high. Melvin, what are your thoughts? Oh, have, you, have you seen him play, Edward? Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. His record's very good. But it I is. Think you, you've got to remember where he's playing. I know that Tierney played for Celtic and he's a different class. You know, you, you can't be a snob and go, well, we're not taking anyone from Celtic. Because no, 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 I'm not bothered but about at that. At the same time, I don't. It's an unknown. He's an unknown, in my opinion. But so is the kid, Balogun. He might be useless, Balogun. I don't know. The, the story's coming out. People are telling me how wonderful he is. So are we we going to get a similar type of player who's a little bit older, who may not fit into the Premiership, where we've got a kid who's come through the ranks? I don't know. Against that, though, against that, the only thing I've got about Balogun, however good he may or may not be, is that we've got a kid who hasn't even put an Arsenal shirt in the first team, dictating he wants this and he wants that. It might be him or it might be his agent. What will he want when he gets the first in the team? Will he start wanting more and more and more? So you've a lot of the kids that come through the sackers of this world, you can name a load of them. They want to play for the Arsenal. Their big thing is to get into the first team. And it worries me that someone like Balogun, who's come through the ranks, may hasn't got may not have that desire or because of his agent to do that. And that's a bit why yeah. otherwise I'd say give Balogun a chance. What you got to lose? Yeah. Well, I think I said it last week on the podcast. I think that um, in the Premier League, Balogun and uh, Aziz should be on the bench each week now and just get a few getting minutes between now and the end of the season, just so we can help make our mind up uh, on them both come the summer. I mean, I think Aziz, hundred percent, we've got, we've got to keep, but I think Balogun as well. I mean, Balogun's he could be a lot better than Edward. I've, <laughs> Potentially, we don't know that's yet. Point, but without point, giving yeah. him a chance, even like just fifteen minutes here and there at the end of matches, just in the Premier League and competitive league, I think it'd be well, well worth it. Personally, I mean, have you seen much of Edouard Richard? Not a lot, no. Bits and pieces, like like you said. Obviously, I know we've been linked with him before, so any player that we link with, I tend to try to watch a bit of if I can to see whether or not mm. I think what we need. I mean, you know, I don't think it necessarily has to be Edouard or Balogun. I don't see any reason why, if we're serious club about wanting to challenge with him, that we need to have a good squad and keep Balogun and bring in another centre-forward because it looks like Lacazette might be leaving anyway. So we're going to have to look at that position in the team. Um, so I know it's difficult. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Balogun should be getting minutes in the Premier League now, um, certainly from the bench. I wouldn't necessarily start him, but yeah, he, he needs to be getting minutes. But yeah, I mean, you, you never know. Any sign is a gamble, isn't it? You don't know how they're going to fit in with your team, with your system, with the league. If they've come from a different league, it is a gamble. And it's like, well, you know, if, if it's a good price, we can get him for a decent price. Um, he's got a decent goal scoring record. And yes, you could say the league he's playing in is a lower standard than it is, but a goal scorer is a goal scorer. If you can score goals and you know where the goal is, you can generally... If you're a decent player, you can often step up the standard when you have to. But he has played in the Champions League, of course, as well. So, you know, he has got top-level experience. And if the price is right, I would say he's definitely worth us looking looking at. But we are going to need to buy, I think, a um, a more experienced centre-forward. We can't just rely on Balogun and Aubameyang and maybe Martinelli next season. I do think we need somebody else if Lacazette mm. does go. And he would be a good option, I think. 
Um, but yeah. there's the other players out there as well. You know, I would I would personally look more in the Premier League already. You know, there's a few teams that may be going down that might have a, a striker here and there that we can get maybe a little bit cheaper. Um, you know, to teams that are struggling possibly or championship, top of the championship. There's a guy at Brentford, isn't there, that's catching everybody's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he scored tonight, didn't he? I think he got the world yeah, tonight. So, you know, what, why can't we maybe look at someone like that as an alternative? Because, you know, look at um, look at what, um, what's his name? Watkins has done at Aston Villa. He's come up there and scored goals. And there's no reason why we can't do something similar like that as well. So we need we need to buy a centre forward. Is it going to be Edward? I don't know. But let's look at what he's going to cost and how much wages he wants and everything else and see what deal we can yeah. get done. Yeah, that Tony do. looks good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I listened totally to the... The Totally Football League show with our Arsenal's own Adrian Clark <laughs> on it. I listen to that every week. And uh, I, I, last season he was at Peterborough and banging him in at Peterborough and mm. looking really, really good. And they were singing his praises week in, week out on there. And then when he went to, uh, obviously, where he is now, Brentford, it's going to be a step up for him. But he, he's just taken to it like a duck to water. He looks like a real mm. player, um, personally. Yeah, he does, yeah. So, there's a guy, what's it, um, comment was put in. Sorry, just scroll back up a second. Said, football with Brown. He said, Kiefer Moore from Cardiff is better than Edouard of Celtic. He would um, say that, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that, but maybe. But maybe, I'm not certainly knocking him. Yeah, I've been, you know, and Stan said he's been really keen on Edouard for some time. I have, Stan, as well. Um, but I just, uh, I've been worried about this season. He looks like he's put on too much weight. He looks massive. He's... He's been down KFC every night, the looks of it. But uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Um, uh, also, Shane Curtin said, sell Eddie and Lacquer, um, buy Edward from Celtic and loan Balligan back to them for a season. That's actually a good idea. That's actually quite a good, uh, good I idea. I think Balligan, I've heard that Balligan is now science for for someone there, only or something. Frankfurt, no. I think when it ain't, ain't Frankfurt or something, yeah. the rumours. Yeah, I don't no, know. Apparently um, not. Apparently, he's um, he's uh, there's, again same video I mentioned earlier. Charles Watts's video on on YouTube said today that it's looking again more likely that he's going to stay. He hasn't signed anywhere. This is coming from Arteta. He hasn't, hasn't signed anywhere. He says, and he keeps speaking to him every day, and the conversation never changes that he wants to stay at Arsenal. So Ooh. I think he will do. The signs know, aren't telling you that. They're also not telling you that he's leaving because why wouldn't have a club He's not getting in the team. How can he not get in the bench? He's not been... Uh, he must have been able to get on the bench. Why has he not got on the bench? He, we've had ample, I'll tell you, had ample opportunities to come on the bench. It's like a, a, an Ozil why. mark too, if you like. So all this about uh, he's definitely going to sign and all that, it, it smells to me. I don't think it's... This is all, like this it is all the thing that but, makes me... This is the oh, this is the problem I've got with Arteta, right? Like, man, man management, management. Man, exactly. and looking after the squad and treating players uh, like. I get worried. I get worried when Martinelli doesn't come on. You know, like you said, Lee, when <laughs> again when he brought on Willian against Benfica, I literally shouted, and my son's run down from upstairs thinking, "What's going on?" And I said, "Willian's come on," and, and <laughs> ahead of Martinelli when we needed a goal, and I'm thinking, "What must Martinelli be thinking?" That you know, Willian's got on ahead of him again. Well, we need I, a goal. I, I agree, but 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 it turned out right. Obviously, you, the right you can't <laughs> exactly, you know, but you can't say nothing, and that's that's the fit. You know, Martinez didn't play Sunday. Willian no. did, and Willian was brilliant. It's just exactly, 
exactly. It, but well, it, when I, I what I find very strange, I don't know if you guys feel the same, is that you know Eddie was linked with moves away in January, a year left of his contract. Um, they didn't accept anything, and since then, he, he hasn't even been in the squad. So what's, yeah. what was the point of keeping? You know, Merlin's got got the money. So realistically, say if he was worth fifteen million in January, he'd be worth ten million. Yeah, um, the summer, and I just don't understand. It's these the things that worry me. Policies. These things worry me about Arteta. And if you want to well, keep Belligan, why, why wouldn't you put Belligan on the bench? Does that? It doesn't make sense. And we wasted. Um, Make the Niles's uh, first part of the the season completely wasted it. You know those several several months. So those are the things that that make me a bit worried about him. But anyway, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Um, uh, we're going down. I've just got a couple more uh, comments that I want to sort of read out as well. Um, I read me and Richard just quickly before we went live. Um, I was. I, reading a story on, on Ask Blog about all the amount of young uh, central defenders we've got out on loan at the moment. Not just Saliba, Mavropanos, but um, McGuinness, Ballard, and a couple of others as well who are getting on really, really well. And uh, it says we've got some really good young centre-halves. This is the Worldy podcast. Uh, like Saliba, Mavropanos, Omar Rekic, who we brought from in from Hertha Berlin in January, uh, will be some good competition in a few years. We have got so many more that we have got to sort out, really. We've got the guy, Denze, from that we brought in from Tottenham as well. Um, but the one I'm interested in is not only, well, apart from Saliba, I'm, re- I'm really keen on him coming back into the club, but uh, is McGuinness. And we had a little glimpse of him against uh, MK Dons when we come back from the um, lockdown last last year. But his attitude, he's getting rave reviews, playing really, really well. And his attitude, he said, I want to come back into Arsenal and I want to have the same kind of impact in defence as, as Saka has had in, in, as, you know, the forward players and um, Smith Rowe. I've been inspired by them, blah, blah, blah. I really want to make an effort to come back in. But he, he actually looks like a proper beast and a really good player. So we've got, some, we've got an awful lot of work to do in the summer. You know what, what to do with all these uh, defenders and who to keep because Mavropanos has been getting rave reviews over really? in Germany. I read something about I mean, him today, doing well. Yeah, he is. He is. So we've got a lot, an awful lot of work to do in the summer to work out what we're going to be, uh, who we're going to hold on to. Right? It makes you think: Why the hell did we bring in that Omar Rekic and pay money for him when we've got these uh, players coming through? But we've obviously, seen something in him. But he can't even get into the under twenty three team. That kid. I don't think he's made his dear, his actual debut for them yet for the under twenty three. So it's a bit of a, a bit of an odd one, um, really. Um, and Balogun has signed a pre contract with RB Leipzig. I heard uh, not according to Arteta today. I mean that was it was updated today. I mean all I'm saying is, um, Charles Watts uh, put it on his YouTube channel today that he spoke to Arteta today about him. About him, and uh, he hasn't signed anything with anyone at the moment. Would he admit it if uh, he had, though? If it was true, would Arteta admit well, it? No way. He'd have to, wouldn't he? You mean, if, no, he if, wouldn't if, have to. Why would he have to? Well, well, he wouldn't lie about it, though, would he? If he's yeah, asked really? a straight question, I don't, I don't think, think so. Well, I mean, he, he, you wouldn't say that he wants him to, st- he's, he's confident he's going to stay if he's already signed with someone else, surely. 
wouldn't be that stupid. He'd make himself oh, a yeah, but he keeps the, he keeps the fans on his side, doesn't it? Because if obviously if we was to sell Balogun, it comes out that we've sold Balogun, or he's gonna he signed a pre-contract thing. It's gonna turn a lot of fans because a lot you know a lot of people feel that he's the future of the club and we should keep him. Mm. If obviously Arteta sold him, at least if it gets to the end of the season, and you know maybe if we finish the season well and stuff like that, it may be a better time to announce that then, and there's less pressure on the situation. Maybe I don't know, but I would be surprised if we don't know if it has or it hasn't. But just because Arteta says it hasn't, to me, doesn't mean it hasn't. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll have to see what happens, but. Um... That's, that, that was what was reported today, anyway, that he hasn't signed anywhere uh, with anyone. I hope that's true, but you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Shane's put, I'm worried Martinelli will hand in a tra- transfer request in the summer if he does, you know, he's easier to bench than Willian in Arteta's eyes. And, you know, that would that'd be a bit of a nightmare, wouldn't it? That's what I'm worried about, if I'm honest, that he's going to get pissed off. But well, I, I don't think he will, but, you know. He's still get some kind of action. Still young, but I think you know he'll want yeah. more opportunities next year without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as I say, I think he should be getting more opportunities now. Really, um, it'd be yeah. interesting to see if he plays against Burnley. You know, be very interesting. It will. It's going to be. Gonna what start, do you think? Uh, we start, talked about that no, before no, he came on. Start, Richard. I can't see him starting another game this season. Really, unless one of those guys gets injured. Or, I don't know, I mean, if we're still in the Europa League, some of those league games at the end of the season, he's going to rotate the squad a lot, isn't he? So maybe he might get a chance then, maybe. But I think if we get knocked out of Europe, then I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts about the... Because um, we, we we had that discussion just before you joined, Lee, about the Burnley game. Because he has got a real decision who to play with this one, hasn't he? Because we've had a six-day gap. ESR, thankfully, is, is not too serious at all, his injuries. I think going to be out for a one game, apparently. So he's not going to play. We know that for a fact. But what would you do in I'd his position? Because played, I'd keep the same team that played um, against Leicester. Maybe um, mm. maybe just rest Shaka for that. I, I, I think, listen, we're going into a, a really crucial part of the start of the season. Why not have um, Saka resting for 10 days? He's still training. It's not like he's not playing. You know what I mean? Aubameyang's still training. Just keep him keep them fresh for as long, you know, we're, we're in a fortunate position that we've got a a, a two-week break or, or not a two-week break, but a 10-day sort of break between between games. Man United are playing tonight. Uh, they've got Europa League games. Tottenham playing tomorrow. Still got Europa League games. We've had a nice little rest here, so we could use this to our advantage and get some, get some energy back into the legs. I wouldn't play Saka in this game. I wouldn't play Aubameyang in this game. I'd, I'd rest Saka. I'd... I'd, I'd but the good thing about it is they was absolutely superb on um, on on Sunday. So you know, go 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 again and do it. You know, and put. Mm. I, I think that also um, Pablo Mari has really pushed himself into a chance to yeah. to, to be involved in those Europa League games. It's funny how things have changed because all of a sudden it was like, oh, I want to play in the Premier League and then not Europa. Now it's changed. Everybody wants to. Do Europa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that. Um, I think Tom, uh, I think um, Thomas Party. I, I wouldn't rush him back neither. I, I, I would maybe instead of giving him twenty minutes, give him sort of thirty minutes this time, and then keep training him and make sure that he's hundred percent ready for uh, the Olympiacos game. So oh, yeah. that's what I would do. I, I, 
you know, rest your big guns, keep them, keep them going. I, I reckon that maybe Bellerin will come back at right back. I could see to, um, Cedric played really well by the other way, so I could see hmm. uh, Arteta using his brain and thinking, right, I'll put, I'll, I'll put Cedric out to left back this game, giving Tierney a little bit of a break, and then you know gets gets his gets his favourite back in that way, doesn't he? Like you know, so um, that, that's what I would do anyway, like you know. Yeah, I think I think I agree. I I would play personally if it, if it was my decision. I'd play Martinelli um, against Burnley. I think he's an ideal player against Burnley. Personally, he can take that bit of. Um, he's a battler. He's a, he, he's not. He don't take uh, pushing around, does he, Martinelli? Even though he's only nineteen, he's got a bit about him. I think he'd be uh, a good to go up against their defence. Um, Shane's put, I'd like to see Partey and Ceballos together on Saturday. I'd, I'd, I'm desperate to see that pairing, but I'd, I'd rather see them against someone other than Burnley away, personally. Um, I agree with you, actually. I think I'd, I'd ease Partey back in a little bit against them, play half an hour or so. Or maybe even play him for the first uh, 50, 60 minutes and take him off then, get the game won, maybe. I don't know. But I wouldn't play him for the whole match uh, against Burnley. Um risk it to be honest and he's asked about Ben Cottrell the worldy podcast as well um I like Ben, Co- ben Cottrell but I think he's I don't know whether he's got a person I don't know if he's going to make it he's been in the under 23s for quite a long time now he's really talented but I don't know if he's quite talented enough and he's very very slight of build he's very small um I think he'd be a good player for someone I don't think he's going to make it as a as an Arsenal player personally but I do like the, do like the kid and he's asked will the Cronkies sell the club to, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, this geezer's name, the Nigerian guy, Dango, Dangote, Dangote. Um, yeah. I, don't, I think there's more chance of... Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. My piss uh, freezing in hell, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Um, right. The Worldy Podcast. That's not going to happen. No way. No, I don't think so either. I'm not even an Arsenal fan, football with Brown, he says, but as a football fan, I'd love to see Partey and West Ham Suchek as a midfield pairing. That's a, an option, certainly. I'd like to see that Douglas Weiss. I can't. Get, I think he'd be a really good player, Douglas Weiss from yeah. Aston Villa. Um, he'd be, cause he's, he's really young as well. He's got a lot of years on his side, um, personally. But I think, one Louise is enough, in it, really, Andrew? <laughs> we won't have the other one for too much longer. Although I think he will get another year, don't you? I think he'll get another year and then possibly uh, join the the coaching staff afterwards, which which I'll be quite up for, if I'm honest. I don't think if you can have a backup right, you know, a centre half, he can't do much worse than uh, um, David Luiz, really, can he? He's on his day, he's still a good player, and I think he's a really good, I think he'd be an excellent coach, personally. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if. He'll be the one to take over from Arteta when, in a few well, years' time. I think, I think there's more chance <laughs> in going abroad and being a coach, going to Benfica. Possibly, like possibly, that. yeah. But in Arsenal, in all fairness. I, I think he's going to be a really good coach. Just Something just tells me that he will. He's a, he's, he's a good good guy in front of the cameras, certainly. Anyway, I think we'll leave, uh, leave it there for today. Um, unless anyone's got anything else that they uh, want to uh, just quickly talk about. What's... Have you got anything coming up that you want to talk about, Richard, on his channel as well? Um, well, well, I have, but um, there was just a little stat, actually, that I was looking at yesterday, which sort of surprised me, and also I thought might be an interesting little topic for five minutes to discuss. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah um, go for it. 
the first 15 matches last season after Christmas, which actually turned out to be Arteta's first 15 games, that was before lockdown, right? We um, we won eight, drew five and lost two, scored 23 goals and conceded 12. The first 15 games this year after Christmas, which is up until the Benfica game, not Leicester, won eight, drew three, lost four, scored 25 and let in 12. Very, very similar record. Now, Arteta's now been here a year Technically, he's got a better squad to choose from and the results haven't really improved. Now, we're saying about um, progress and in certain areas there's been progress, but in those two sets of fixtures over the same period of the season, despite a year, Arteta's been a year longer with better players, the results haven't really improved over that same period of time, which I thought was quite strange, actually. I was expecting, I wasn't expecting to see that when I looked at it. And I looked at it and I thought, it's almost exactly the same set of results. The only difference it, is this time we got through Europa League. Last year we got knocked out. But last year we got through the FA Cup. And this year we got knocked out of that. So it's very, very similar in the league as well. Yeah, but if you take the same, if you take those same amount of games and put mm. Liverpool there instead, they'd be second bottom. No, they, so they probably would. That, we can't compare. Yeah, I don't think I honestly don't think... Can't we? Really? I know, I know, but I, this season, I don't think you can compare it with anything. It's just so weird. and I mean, I don't know. I, that, my opinion, it's, it's, you just have to go by your eye test, don't you, rather than stats mm. sometimes. And, and then what you what that's telling you in your brain. And I, I could certainly see a difference in mentality that was discussed earlier. I could see a better form, you know, the way that we're playing. Um, up front, we couldn't create a chance last season. If you remember, we we weren't creating anything, and we are creating more chances now. We look, we're better to watch, and I think our mentality is a lot better. And we've got a lot of work done in in January, getting rid of players much more than I thought we would. Um, so this summer, uh, there's still a lot, have a lot to do. But the point is, I agree with all that. But the point is, results haven't improved. I know, I know. I, and this season has just been mental, though, isn't it? We've seen some incredibly uh, results are just no, mad no. for everyone. For everyone, I don't know. I'll, I'll pass it over to to Melbourne and Lee. I, um, personally, I, I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I, it's great. This is what I'm saying about being on the fence with with, yeah, yeah. with Mikel. Like you know, I mean, when when Richard puts that to you, you know, it, see. This is the thing with Arsenal fans at the moment, isn't it? Like, you know, I mean, everybody says it's a results business, and then when you look at it, we're, we're sort of brushing over the results, if you know what I mean, and sort of like saying, "Oh, it's about improvement and, and whatever." But uh, there comes a time when those results have got to improve. Now, when yeah. does that time come? Do you know what I mean? Like, and this is why I, I feel that I am sitting on the fence at the moment because. Why Richard's right that you do, see, Richard Wright, you do see that, <laughs> you do see that um, 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 improvement in the team. Um, then there are things that worry me as well, you know. So, yeah, and and when 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 I watch Arsenal at the minute, you, you get a performance like I did at Leicester, but there's always a performance like Aston Villa around the corner or or. Uh, mm-hmm or Burnley, do you know what I mean? Which has got to be eradicated from, from the game. And that's why you're getting those results that Richard's saying on that thing there of, of defeats, you know. When, when Arsenal were a good squad, even on, we were talking about this earlier on, under Arsenal Wenger, you know, 
Arsenal fans would never have put up with 11 defeats in a season under Arsene Wenger. It would, it just wouldn't be no. there. You know what I mean? But all of a sudden, we're 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 accepting that now, and we're we're saying that's fine to let that go. And uh, and and so it, it's a fine line, isn't it? When when you, it's like. So right, okay. they were holding up banners, though. Don't forget, though, Lee, about finishing fourth. Oh, girl, do another fourth yeah, finish. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> we weren't happy with that either. Well, what, what, what are you going to do? Like, wait until the summer, and then like Arsenal lose two games out of three in the first three games, and then we're all going to right. That's it. He's got to go, and we're going to chuck the process away again. When when is the line when you're going to go right? This is where we're going to now start being a little bit more. What's the word? Mature about it. Yeah, as a fan base should be, because I I do think, and I don't understand it, and 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 I'm one of them, I can't can't explain it myself. We seem to be giving Mikel Arteta all the time and all the grace. We never give that to Emery. No. No. I I didn't, but here I am still, you know, I, I, I sort of jumped off the fence a lot quicker with Emery than I than mm. I have done with Arteta, and I can't explain why. I, I can't think it's because we know where uh, we know where he wants well, to take us. We've got a path where Emery never gave us that path. We can well, never envisage that, could we? Yeah, thing is though, Andrew, it's not just that. You've got to remember that he didn't speak English very well, whereas Arteta mm. is very eloquent, very intelligent, and he comes across. I'm not saying he is yeah. one as a good politician. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm with you. Everything's fine. Believe in me. Where, where, where the, the the previous manager couldn't do that because he couldn't, you know, speak English very well. So therefore, there's no communication. I think that's one of the reasons that, that it, it's gone like yeah, that. Why we accept it, you know. And it's it's very. I think that given the summer transfer, that is where I draw my line because he can't have the excuse now. I'll say after this summer. That it's not no. my squad. I didn't want those yeah. players. I haven't got the players I wanted. He had, well, by, by uh, next August when we kick off, I expect him and Edu to get the players they want without any excuse. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we should be, ne- next season is by not the first two games, because we lost two games with the last guys, and then we had a great run. But give it to I Christmas, agree. and then go, you know what? This ain't happening. You've you had every chance now. You've had the players you want. We've given you a lot of room here. Perhaps it's what you do rather than we should be looking at what you do rather than what you say. Yeah. Because I'm like Lee, really. I, I, I want it to do well. Of course, I want it to do well. But there's certain things that make me feel a little bit negative about him. And he proved yeah. me wrong the other day against Leicester because I was pulling my hair, what's left out of it out when I saw the team. I thought, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. And after five minutes, I was going mad. I thought, no, no, no. Why, why, why is it always us? But he proved us wrong. And I was very happy, as I said, very happy for him to prove yeah. us wrong. But he hasn't happened enough to me. I want him to prove me wrong more. I think it's, I'm exactly in the same place as you, to be honest. Because I'm not... I can virtually guarantee I wasn't alone when he made that substitution against Benfica, put Willian on. I thought... Do you know, the first thing that came to mind was Graham Taylor substituting Gary Lineker. And <laughs> the backlash yeah, yeah, that yeah. caused... I'm going to be honest. So I'll hold my hand up now. I'm still on the fence now, but I'm telling you that now. If we have lost that game on Thursday, yeah, me too. I know what you're going to say. Uh, me too. I'm going to and I'll change it around. If you would have brought on Martinelli and Pepe and lost that game, I I, I think I would have yeah. still backed him. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. Do you know me what I mean? Too. I, I thought I would have said, you know, it weren't his fault, but I, I would have made a, tried to make an excuse. I don't know why. I'm just thinking of that. No, but I if agree. We have a way, totally. If we'd have lost that game with the substitutions as a mate, there was no way back from it. That, I, I was off yeah. the fence, and that decision was made. Yeah, decision was me made. too. I actually said that on my channel at the time during the game that with that substitution, if we get knocked out, he's got to go now at the end of this at the end of this, at the end of this game, let alone wait anything else. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, no, 100%, Richard. I was, oh, I'm with yeah. you. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I said that. I said that to my kids. I said, if uh, if we lose this match now, I, I don't want. I, he would have been one hundred percent on him, definitely. Yeah, if he got knocked out and he got away with it, and maybe you could say he was genius, but either way, it worked. And um, you know, that's the most important thing, I guess. But he's 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 on the brink, though, isn't he? Because that's how close it was to. Every, yeah. I think most fans turning against him. Yeah, and that's how close totally. he was. Two and a half minutes away from everybody turning. And, you know, we're only maybe one or two bad performances coming up in the next few weeks of the same thing happening again. Because, yeah. you know, we've still got these Europa League games. We've got the North London derby. If we don't win any of them next three games, well, apart from Burnley, if we don't win any of those three games after that, and he's he's playing Willian and he's playing Pepe and he's not maybe using the squad properly, then it's going to be the same again, isn't it? The same. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Unfortunately, this is where we are. We, I think, most of us are on the fence with it at the moment, and it's it's going to tip either way. And I'm not, I'm not yeah. letting one one good performance against Leicester make me think, oh, I'll take no, 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 that's that's exactly what I'm saying on the fence. Too many people have done that this week. I think. Yeah. I think so, many, so much stuff on Twitter. Oh, look at how we played against Leicester. Yeah, we did, but unless we unless we start doing it on a regular basis, it's not good enough. Just doing exactly. it quickly. One hundred percent. And we haven't done it consistently enough for the last 18 months Arteta has been in charge or a year or whatever it is. We've not done it consistently enough. We haven't. No. And, he's got and, and that's and why he's... we're temperage. That's why yeah, we're temperage. Exactly. That's no. why we're on the glass season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that, ain't ain't good enough. that ain't good enough. You know what I mean? People turn around to me and say, what, what? and this is why This is why I'm, like, I'm saying, why, why are you, people will say to me, why are you still on the fence? You know, this is their 10th in the league. It's not good enough for Arsenal. He's underachieving. I go, I, I agree. But, what about Villa? Last season, they, they should be in the championship this season, right? Yeah. And and Dean Smith, Dean Smith has, has been hasn't been at um, in charge of them much, much longer than Arteta. But look at what he's done this season. Why can't we do that? We've got a better squad than them. Why are we I'm I'm backing you up basically, Lee. I'm thinking, why are we giving him so much time when it when we we're being shown Week in, week out, by Dean Smith, for example, that we sh- we could quite easily be right Ham. up there challenging West for fourth. Yeah, West Ham. Yeah, yeah West, West Ham's Ham. another one. Yeah. Why can't why we can't are why are we putting up with it? Why are we putting up yeah. with being tenth under our test? That, that is a good question, really, because when when you see teams like West Ham and Villa, because Villa far exists in the Europa League. Andrew, Villa are not in the Europa League. West Ham yeah. are not in the Europa League. We're still in the Europa League. We've still got a chance of getting what what we want. Now, I, mm. I don't care. Now, you can see If Arsenal come win the Europa League and come 15th, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm. matter because we've got the trophy we want and we've, mm. we're in the champ Until... So he, he, he's got that as a backup at the moment, you know. And, yeah. and also, I, I, I do think, and I, you might think I'm stupid here, that FA Cup win last season, 
and when the, mm. and the manner of it, people still and I do think well, you know, if we can get back to that, there's 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 a chance, and I do think that, you know, what I mean, like I'm not saying that it should be kept on with that. There was performances last season that I see we beat Liverpool, we beat Chelsea, we beat Man City. You know, in in a space of five 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 weeks or whatever, like you can't that that. So there, there's the potentials there. So so the, the carrot's been dangled, and we're still nibbling at it at the moment. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, but, yeah. But Good but point. It, it could all go. As, as Richard made a great point there. You know what I mean, we we could be all having a meltdown in in a week's time. You know what I mean? Because we haven't beaten Olympiacos and we lost to Spurs. It could. That could be the thing. I see people in the chat saying that if it, you know, and I don't blame them. If we'd have lost that game, that fans would have turned. That's how, that's how thin line it is. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if all the fans, yeah, we hadn't had the lockdown and we, all the fans were there every week? It, it'd be a, I think it would have a totally different situation on our hands. Person. It could have been gone in December. I don't think I'd have would have survived Christmas if there was fans in the That's what I'm saying. It could have been gone in December. Losing four yeah. home games in a row in a man and a Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think you would have survived that. He's very no, fortunate. I don't think so. Very fortunate to survive. No other club. No, I, I, I see um, Cardiff had 60 feet. Around about the same time as us, Cardiff had about the same sort of run mm. as us. Sacked their manager. Yeah. Brought in um, McCarthy now, 10 games unbeaten. We, we for whatever reason, you know, guys. I will say this, Chelsea were on the same points as us when mm. they sacked Lampard. Same point. Yeah, yeah. Look where they are now, where we are. So, you know, you can he's a very, very, very fortunate manager. So he needs to repay the the the, the, the faith that the club has put in him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We'll leave that we'll leave it at that point. And I'm gonna because we're gonna wrap up. And there's one other question which we can finish on. As we say our goodbyes, Worldy Podcast put the just a just a random question. Favourite Arsenal shirt of all time? It'd just be quite interested. Ooh. I'll go to you first, Melvin, on this one. Go round in a clockwise direction to finish off, and we can say our goodbyes. What's your favourite Arsenal shirt of all time? Strangely enough, it was the uh, 1971 away kit. Yeah, yellow. And I when we first got into yellow and blue, that was the first season yeah. we had it. It was a fantastic kit, really did. That was my little favourite one. I don't think we should deviate from home and away, just being yellow and blue yeah. and red and white. I, don't, I just think that should be uh, uh, we uh, season in, season out colours, personally. What it's because, you, basically, sorry, it's basically oh, I can visualise all those players. You know, we were with the George Grahams and the Geordie Armstrongs yeah. and all that. And Radford and, I can visualise them in that shirt, you know, just like very nostalgic for me. No, it's a beautiful shirt. Yeah, I I agree. And in a similar way, I love the England shirts from 82 that Graham Riggs, funnily enough, wore at the World Cup. Where they were exactly the same shirts, but different colours, but the same patterns. Beautiful. Best best England shirts of all time. Yeah. 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 Richard, what, what about you? Um... You know what? I'd I'd probably think maybe for the the iconic status of it would probably be the yellow shirt we wore at Anfield '89, the Mickey Thomas kind of kit that one we wore that night just because of what that season meant. Yeah. I suppose the first time we won the league in my lifetime that I can remember, and um, I think that one probably. But I did quite like that green and blue away kit we had in '89. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do Are you taking the piss? That. Seriously? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I got that book for <laughs> Christmas that year when it was out. I was about 15, 14, whatever it was. And I used to love that kit. Um, I like the material of it as well. So, yeah, that, that would probably be my second favourite. Oh, well. Fair enough. Each to their own. But uh, it looked like a fucking goalkeeper's kit. Did it really? I liked it though. Anyway, I did like it. Anyway, I might actually buy it because I've seen it. You can get it in the retro shop now. Yeah, yeah, you can. It's yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. Shop, yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah. So what about you, that. Lee? What's your favourite kit? Of I all time? think the you know, and I, and I think that is why the reason that I fell in love with Arsenal was probably in the mid seventies, the red and white um, kit, just yeah. playing red and white, and 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 the FA Cup yellow and blue with the big cannon on the chest. I think yeah. In the, I think it was in the '78 one. I think yeah, I, I, yeah. Just, I thought that was that was the reason. One of the reasons that I chose Arsenal over Spurs was the was the kit. So I, I would go with that. But I also think was a was a big kit for me was probably 1983, 84, when Charlie Nicholas signed the Umbra. Oh um, yeah, Arsenal yeah, yeah. Kit as well, like you know. So um, yeah, that was yeah, nice. I loved the kit. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I think my one. I've got a controversial one. I, I mean, I love. Just the, the bog standard, red and white, like you, uh, Melvin, as well, uh, and the home and home and away, the yellow and blue with just the, the cannon, the simple cannon. Love that. But I also got a real soft spot, which I've got upstairs, is the red current one, the special one we had in the last season of Highbury. Yeah. Um, I do. Richard as well. Honestly, for the I've got a thing about it. Honestly, I've got to think about it. Whether it's because it was the it's last just season, it's the last library. library one. That's, that's yeah, it I, because of that. I think that was it. I think that's the thing. Not not the yeah. the kit itself, just the, what it means. Really, I just, not cover never comes out. It's, but I know what you say. But that was a, that was a money grabbing. Of course it was. Of course it was. But I just love. I just made. You had to get I just, one, didn't you? You had to get one. Yeah. yeah. I will. I will yeah. never. I will never get over leaving Highbury. I don't no. care what anyone says. I don't care how successful we become. I've got the yellow one. That, I've got the yellow one from that season as well, but we wore that, it in the Champions League. Champions that, was good, that, that was a good. That was a good shirt. That was a good shirt. I can't look at it. It just makes no. me feel ill. Just looking at that kit because I know. Like, I, just can't yeah. be looking I know, at it. mate. Oh, I, I will always regret leaving Ivory. I miss Ivory so much. I, I love that stadium. It was the most beautiful stadium in the world, as far as I was concerned. Absolutely loved yeah, it. Of so, it was. of course it was. It just got. Yeah, I know it was a money grabbing exercise and blah blah blah. But I don't know what it was just because it was a special season. Well, it, was it a special season? It was probably the saddest season I've ever had. Really, leaving Ivory. To be honest, I don't know if anyone's ever said this, but if we never left Ivory, we wouldn't have got this owner. It'd be a double-double, wouldn't it? That'd have been a good yeah. thing. I think would be more... Ex- a wonderful thing, because at the end of the day, I was looking forward to going to the Emirates, I'll be honest. Well, yeah, we were. I was as well, be honest with you. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, never, I never had. I never did. I could put my hands up and say, I never I never did. I never looked forward to it, because I, I didn't think it was the right thing to do. And I still don't know whether it was the right thing to do. I reckon we'd have more trophies in the cabinet now if we hadn't left Ivory. Yes, we wouldn't make so much money every game, but I, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have had all the debt over the last fifteen years. We wouldn't have had to penny pinch on signings over the last twenty five years. Do you think we'd be able to have competed in the top four for as long as we did with the thirty eight thousand? Yeah, personally, stated, I don't think we would. I think I think it balances itself out with the amount of debt we've had and the amount of money we could have spent but we didn't versus the money that we would have continually just generated by being a hybrid. I think it would have Andrew, been pretty even, to be Man, perfectly honest. It's a different game now. With Man City and Chelsea and clubs like that, no matter how big your stadium is, we wouldn't have been able to compete. 
And it's been no, very good. The, the goalposts changed, didn't they? Like, yeah, you know I mean? exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I think it swings them around. But they don't get massive, massive um, uh, crowds every week, do they? Up at the Emir- uh, uh, Man City? No, but they win the league every year. Exactly. 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 That's because of money. That's the money. Yeah, exactly. I don't... We, we, we was never going to go down that route, was we? We were no. never going to become a Man City. So the only option we had was to was to get a bigger stadium and hope that eventually when the debt was paid off and this, that and the other, that we'd be able to recapture former glories. And unfortunately, we're still waiting. But, it's, it's you know, it's, history's a long time, isn't it? So let's hope we can, you know, we can build some good memories eventually here. It might just going to take a bit longer, isn't it? That's all. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Anyway, we've all got our preferences, haven't we? And that's what makes it interesting to talk about because it would be boring if we were all the same, <laughs> as we said before. So, yeah. Anyway, and uh, thanks to everyone in the in the chat, Shane. Um, big, great, worldy podcast. Um, James Johnson's joined us. Uh, the yellow away oh. kit was lovely. Agrees with you, Richard. So it was nice. Good memories of Henri away at Madrid. Um, and thanks for the nice comment there worldy podcast discovered Arsenal channels on YouTube and all of them are really good brilliant show guys and I'll be back again thank you ever so much and football with Brownie uh, and everyone else Stan the man everyone that's been watching thank you very much thank you for joining us Lee really appreciate it thank you very much and we'll see you again hopefully in a couple of weeks time no worries enjoy it couple of weeks time hopefully have Graham Ricks back on and you can be more than welcome back on then same with you Richard look forward to it Thank you. And Richard, Thanks. over and over and over again, podcast, go over there and give it a subscribe as well. Great stuff on there. And I, uh, once again, I'm going to do it pu- publicly. I'm going to do it publicly. Apologise for, for not turning up <laughs> on your show the other week. And it was a purely, uh, I've explained, mistake. Do apologise for that, Richard. And if you'll have me back, I'll be grateful to come back on at some point. No, Melvin. Melvin, thank yes. you for coming no, back on you. again. I really enjoyed, enjoyed doing this. Thanks, boys. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, very welcome. Very welcome. So please, everyone, give us a like before you leave and give us a subscribe if you haven't done so already. And we'll look forward to seeing you all next week. Take care, all. Up the Arsenal. Come on, you guys. Thank you for listening to From Dial Square to Air. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and following the show on your preferred podcast platform. Please also visit our Facebook page, our Twitch channel and of course our YouTube channel, and whilst you are there, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Please also press the like button on the video so we can get recommended by YouTube to other Arsenal fans all around the world. See you soon.